Big man's getting ready for a big ride. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. He knows if you've been naughty or nice, because today we're having our holiday party right here on the Backyard Gardens podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the backyard gardener, and Batavia, the front yard gardener. One in the country. One in the city. Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, as we learn to grow and grow for change. Are you ready for the holidays, Batavia? I am ready for the holidays. Are you? Yeah. Are you decorated? I'm not decorated, but I went out yesterday and I started to collect my um, candy canes and things. So I'm giving myself like to mid month. So it's like another. Are you? Week or are so. you a big decorator? No, no, I'm super duper low profile, super duper low key on it. But there are things that make me smile. You know, I have like a little so two or three foot. It's probably not. It's probably like a foot and a half little bitty tree. I have a couple of those that I put around the house and I'm going to dig up a wreath. Oh, you're a multiple tree person. Yeah, but I mean, it's like a foot and a half tall, right? It's kind of like, you know, put it on a shelf and just be fine. So, and I, I do kind of holiday treats, which we'll talk about today. Uh, so, so yeah. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. So, um, uh, yeah, my mom's calling uh. me. Bad timing, mother. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, we are fully decorated. It's insane. Um, you know, I grew up in a house where it was decorated to the gills. Mm-hmm. And so in my adult life, I've tried to cut back more and more mm-hmm. every year because I don't like it to when it's so packed. You you know, it's can't just you can't around. put down yeah. anything yeah. and, you know, but I got it. My son and oh. you got to do what you got to do. So. <sighs> He's uh, a he's wide open boy. Yeah, <laughs> wide open. Six yeah. man, I, oh, yeah. He's the cutest. He comes thing. home, and he hits all the musical boxes and stuff, mm-hmm. and then he goes, "It's Jingle Bell time, Daddy!" And he rips off his clothes and he runs around singing Jingle Bells. He's like, "Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells," and he's like, "And I'm naked singing Jingle Bells, Daddy." And I'm like, "You do it. You live your life. You be you." So funny. He's the cutest. He's a handful. Mm -hmm, I'm sure. But we do have a listener question. Wait, let's do housekeeping first. So housekeeping, let's talk all things greenhouse, all things temperature. Okay. So last night it was 30 degrees Mm -hmm. and this morning it was 35. So we're holding steady at this five degree um, lift. I have noticed that there is a small gap, and when I say small, I mean millimetric, mm-hmm. under where the frame meets the base. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go through and caulk that because it might stop a little bit of heat coming out, but what it's doing is it's letting the heat or the cold air rush in towards the plants. Yeah. So we're just going to try and eliminate that, just to kind of eliminate that little bit of shock. Sure. But we need to find a way we need it warmer than five degrees at night because the temperature swings you know in a plant are violent Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. you go from 35 to 75 that's a 40 degree change so you know how that does for us so we need to find a way to insulate it 
and then to vent it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'll save the next part for later. Okay. All right. So still unheated completely, though. Completely unheated. Okay. Completely. All right. Yeah. So I do have one um, breaking news moment. So this okay. weekend, one, I was in the garden. Um, but mm-hmm. I had earlier in the summer set up, um, some shelving units, um, kind of almost at maybe waist high. So maybe three feet tall is the tallest. Um, and I planned on putting some grow lights out there. And so I was kind of torn between kind of how I was going to approach what was going to be under the grow lights. But for now I've turned the lights on and I also have a, uh, temperature, gauge thingamabob and so i'm this is baby a steps, thermometer man. a thermometer no i said thingamabob it's a temperature gauge thingamabob uh, yeah that's what i said so you're booby referring traps. to a thermometer i said i what love I, that you say booty traps now yeah. i love it i, I love said it what i, I love said it. I love it's it. a classic movie man come on <laughs> so a thing a bob slowing it down just for the closed caption um and I finally found the other part that measures the outside temperature and the inside temperature. So I hung mm-hmm. that up. You know, every time I do something like I'm going to put up a nail in the door and I just feel so accomplished. Like, gosh, I'm just so creative. Anyway, so I hung that That's up. How I, I, I get you, though. I feel the same way. Like anytime I do something, I'm like, when? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. Like the squirrels are hanging from it. But, you know, that's beside the point. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So the high for the day was like 36 when I did it. Um, and again, this is inside of an uninsulated garage, right? The racks, the shelving is right at the kind of um, door of the garage, if you will. So it's right in the outer portion of the garage or against the outer wall, I should say. And um, for now, and I haven't checked on it because it's cold, but it was something like that five degree swing, you know? So it's like, yeah. 36 outside and like 41 inside um and five degrees we know it's a big deal though yeah it's an absolute big deal um so we're gonna see right now the only thing i have under there in the garage there's some herbs that i had from the summer um and so i have some mint some oregano some thyme and it's funny because they've been in mostly a dark garage um, so I can see some of them reaching for, like stretching for the sun. Um, so yeah. anywho, I'm, I'm, I'm still toying around with what I'm going to do there, but I'm going to add my temperature update to our housekeeping. That's the long and short of it. That was really long Good. versus short. <laughs> well, you're long winded. Yeah, I am. We talked about that I yesterday believe, when I'm like, editing and I look at the waveforms <laughs> and I'm like, damn, I haven't said anything for like five minutes. Yep. That's the way I prefer it. I'm just a guest on Batavia's show. <laughs> That's the way I prefer it. <laughs> <laughs> so look, before we really get going, I do want to say um, wherever you're listening to us, wherever you're watching us, please leave us a comment, leave us a review. It really helps the podcast. Mm-hmm. And that all that aside, like, yeah, it helps the podcast. But I just want to hear from you guys personally. I want to know what's going on with yeah. you. So um, hit us up leave us reviews, talk about, talk to us, let us know what's up. Um, we love you guys. And we just want to know what's going on with you. And I feel something happening. There it is. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, that bell is not as loud as it used to be. It needs to come a little closer. Does it? Okay. How about this? That's what Leonard told me. He couldn't pick it up when he was doing the cut the other day. All right. We shall see at the next bell worthy moment. (laughs) I don't know if there's going to be any. Oh man. Promises. So socks, socks, 
So I stopped by my mom's house this morning. This is not good. She came out. You know, they're doing kind of a pseudo lockdown. Like I haven't been to her inside of her place like since early in the spring. So she came downstairs and as I saw her about to walk to the car, she opened the door. I said, girl, you had to put some, some material on those ankles. So she had shoes and socks on, but I could still see like between her pants and her, her, um, her shoes. I could see that there was skin exposed. Um, and mm-hmm. I had on boots with no socks. However, when I came home, got showered up, got dressed for the day. I was up over there super early I just, I, I made the move, man. I put on, I'm at my indoor sock level now. Let's just say that. That's the first stage. Indoor socks. Yeah, indoor socks. Okay, so you have multiple stages now. So yeah. what's the next stage that we need to question you on? Well, the next stage is like just high of ankle level socks. Okay. Right? And that's for outdoors. That's like I'm putting on boots with some material on my foot. And then the final stage is and I don't think we'll reach this just based on kind of you know where I'm going for work and all of that stuff but the final stage is like full tights like you know and or long janes <laughs> like that. yeah 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 well that, that you know I've moved on from the like uh, calf level sock right uh, so that's what you yeah. have on so um that is that's well, like see, as a man I can't really pull off tights very well mm-hmm. it just doesn't work I, you know so yeah it was I, I mean it's, I can do. it's it's been one of my favorite cover points and so um tights would be a layer and then in the uber cold days of like you know standing on a train platform in the windiest of windy cities in chicago it would be long janes on top of tights obviously under long what long janes oh that's what they call them for women Mm, that's what i call them for women Oh, yeah, I like yeah, it. Okay. Yeah. I think, I mean, I'm not the originator of that. Unless there's some gift behind it. In my it. mind, you yeah. are. Yeah. In my mind, you Pay are. Pay me so. tacos for it. Okay. <laughs> I'll do it. So we're a ways so, off of like the polar vortex tights as well as, you know, long janes. Right now we're just hovering over. I need to get my bottom half warmed up before I can proceed. So yeah. it is, it's a down moment though for me. I'm just going to be honest. So I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to end it right there because we need to do our listener question. Okay. <laughs> we could spend the rest of the episode talking about tights. Well, I mean, it, it could get dark, man, because it's just, it's a downward slope, you know. It is. And we're supposed to have you having a good time. This is true. <laughs> so, um. This is from our YouTube channel, Backyard Gardens. And the question is, fertilizing ideas input requested for Swiss chard and butter lettuce. Raised beds. I think she means they're in raised beds. Mm -hmm. They are currently growing in my outside garden and doing great in zone 8B. So... I love a good butter lettuce, man. Yeah. You know... I don't know how often I've had a butter lettuce. Oh, actually, I do know how often I will have a butter lettuce, oh. but I don't know how often I've had it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so fertilizing. All right, fertilizing. Um, I'll defer to, to you, um, Mr. Um, you know, even kill, do all things that gardeners should do. Because I'm a wild <laughs> child. I'm just kind of like, did I water this month? 
and that's it. That's all, yeah. right? Yeah. So, <laughs> I would ask, what do you think the purpose of fertilizing is for her in this moment? So, well, there's a so there's there, actually there is a, this is like 15 episodes in mm-hmm. one really, in one question. But um, first of all, I, I said if you don't have any kind of issue. Just use a well-balanced fertilizer once a month, mm-hmm. meaning the numbers at the bottom of the bag are the same. 10, okay. 10, 10, 5, 5, 5, 20, 20, 20, okay. something like that. Just meaning that all the key nutrients are equally spread out. And then you just apply that. So there's a whole bunch of stuff going on here. What did you ask me? Because I want to break it down. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, what's the purpose of fertilizing now in December in zone eight? Right. Because I think that yeah. it differs depending on the type time of season it is. Well, so you're still things are still growing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're growing something, it still needs to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, it still needs those nutrients. So what we usually do, and especially in the fall, <clears throat> if you think about it like this, like most people. Well, first of all, most people don't start growing something in the fall. Mm-hmm. So you've grown at minimum through the summer. And then you've planted in that bed. So it's probably a little bit depleted mm-hmm. at this point. So that's where the fertilizer would come in. And if you're using an organic fertilizer, which I recommend to do, but I don't really have any issues with somebody not using an organic fertilizer. Um, an organic fertilizer has to decompose a little bit before it starts to feed. Okay. So yeah. the the benefit of that is it's safer. It doesn't. It's not as hard, easy to burn. It's a little bit more slow release. Mm-hmm. The downside of it this time of year is it's not fast acting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know each day it gets colder and colder and colder and darker and darker and darker. Yeah. So you might want a little bit beforehand, and that's where your liquid fertilizer would come in because those feed instantly, mm-hmm. organic or inorganic. They're directly available to the roots of the plants. Then you have your inorganic fertilizer, and those work instantly as well, you know, if they're water-soluble. Mm-hmm. So as soon as the water hits them, they're feeding, and which can be too much and just feed all at once, boom, and it could shock your plants. So I recommend a good organic fertilizer of equal numbers. And the only reason why I recommend equal numbers is if you don't have an issue with your garden or you don't have a plant that needs a specific need, then you don't want, you don't really need to mess with those numbers. So like I got my soil test back and I had numbers that were out of whack. So I was doing like, you know, 75% nitrogen, 25% potassium and zero phosphate in there. So, you know, there's a whole trying to balance you're trying it out, to get it back on track. Yeah, you're trying to feed something very specific to your garden. Right. I'm trying to balance that soil back. Mm -hmm. Now, the benefit of doing it right now, too, is those nutrients are still key for the microbial life that are living inside of your soil. Mm -hmm. So basically, you're trying. This is the time of year to turn your dirt into soil. Mm -hmm. Hey, I like that. So. And I told her also to put mulch or a compost on as well. Okay. Because the compost will feed and it not only does it feed the plant. But it feeds the soil, it feeds the bugs mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And then the mulch will turn into compost as well and protect and all that. So, which I didn't really get into all that, but, you know, I was like, just put this sure. down. Um, so that's basically the short of it. But we're going to have a whole series coming up on mulch um, 
soil, compost, compost. and soil. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's gonna go into order of mulch, compost, soil. <laughs> we we think. Yeah, that sounds right? good. Yep, sure. We think. <laughs> we think. Well, I do have. It's not. It's kind of sort of a question. So I have a separate comment that I have for my Instagram page that I want to put out there to the people. Okay. All right. So I have um, a couple of pictures on my Instagram page. Um, Be Better Garden. If you haven't been over there, check it out. And Check it um, out. I, um, I still have green leafy things in my garden, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, a fellow gardener who is in, I was checking while you were wrapping up there, they're in zone 7A, and I'm in zone 6B. Be like Batavia, in case you want to remember that in the future. And then. Oh, well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh, the depression that came over your face is so sad. Yeah, like, you know, you know what it was? That was like, oh, shoot, his name does start with a B. Gosh, can I be original here? No. All right, anywho. No, you can't. So we, we've chatted over the last year or so, and, yeah, the comment was like, Oh, you know, they're doing the same over there when it comes to like working up some of the garden beds, yada, yada, yada. And so I asked how the weather's been for them. Um, and, you know, they're like, oh, it's been in the 50s, you know, some in the 60s, which makes sense given like, you know, 7A, right? Uh, closer to you mm-hmm. than me. Um, and so the comment was, oh, your greens look amazing. This is the key. You must still be getting quite a bit of sun. And the reality is that I'm not. Right. So these greens are sitting in the backyard garden, as everything should. And they are, um, how should I say, like on a good day, you're getting an hour or two of sun. But the key here is what I have in the backyard is essentially already established. And this is where I talk about kind of I'm storing that food there. Right. So there isn't a ton of new growth, which you would expect, you know, when it comes to if you had some good sun going on. This is the temperatures have been warm enough, if you will. So for me, instead of 50s and 60s like this person has, it's more like 30s and 40s on a normal with lows in the 20s. But these veggies, you know, collards and Swiss chard, um, you know, I have some kale and things like that. They're doing okay. There's some wilting because, you know, cold is cold, but they're bouncing back when the temperatures go up. So, um, but I don't see like, you know, a bunch of new leaves, if you will. Right. Because temperatures aren't warm enough and or I'm not getting a ton of sun. Um, And we know these don't need a ton of sun, but I'm talking about like it's a blackout in my backyard. Yeah. And I mean, so first of all, I just did a whole video on YouTube just exactly about Mm. shady spot vegetables. Um, yeah. So check that out if you have any questions about that. But, you know, that's the same thing I have. Now, the difference between you and me mm-hmm. is mine were not as established before the sun got low because of the heat. Yeah. And that's why having a fall garden where I am is extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and every year, every year, it never fails. I go into it and I say, I'm going to have the best damn fall garden I've ever had. And every year I have the same shit happen. And it's like, <laughs> damn. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 60. Yeah. I'm like, and then it gives 90, 90, 90, 60, 99. And you yeah. know, and it's like, I can't get anything established. I put it in, it bolts, I put it mm-hmm, in, it bolts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think there's something to be said about that too. Yeah. And I mean, I, 
this is the longest I've had things actively grown, not growing, mm-hmm. but grown in my garden that still are edible. So we were like, mm-hmm. you know, in the second week of December. And to be quite frank, it's not anything that I've done necessarily. Well, sure, I did plant, transplant things in September, which is huge, right? I had, you know, active transplants that I put into the garden. Um, but we've also had some pretty mild weather. Like last year, this time we'd already had a snowstorm, like a real snowstorm, you know, not like a dusting. Um, so I think that I've just generally benefited from that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that, um, I just love the question even about the sun because that's, you kind of think about, well, how is stuff still growing? And I didn't get close enough to show like, no, no, these are leaves from, you know, 2018. There's no, I'm joking about that. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but yeah, the difference between which we've touched on, plants sustaining themselves over the temperature change versus plants growing, you know? So, yeah. Well, and that's something too, that I have talked about at nauseum on Instagram and here and all that is the, the height of the sun right mm-hmm. now. It's, mm-hmm. it's a real issue yeah. unless you live in a field and, or you don't have a lot of trees around yeah. you. And even then it's the intensity of it is just not the same. Yeah. And there's things that are not, are not going to grow well right now, but nature is amazing because there's things that are going to grow well. And that's the cool part about it. You know what I mean? Like it's pretty cool to be like, yeah, I can plant this vegetable and it's going to grow in three hours of sunlight. Like that's pretty amazing to me. Yeah. It's, um, it, it really, so this is the reason why we want your feedback. We want your comments because sometimes these comments and questions subtle enough trigger things. So then it made me pause. And I, you and I, I think offline had talked about this before. Like in my backyard, there are all kinds of obstructions that, you know, block whatever sun that's out there. This time of year, we have a lot of overcast days anyway. But my front yard is going to get the, the bulk of sun whenever it's out. Yeah. And I have literally one plant in the front yard. Besides the garlic that I planted, I have one plant that still has leaves on in the front yard. Have and you so, seen my backyard? Ever it before, looks like, like Godzilla just yeah. stepped in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> All right, David. Yeah. Like <laughs> hey, look, we watch a lot of Godzilla in yeah, my house. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, so what I thought about when um, they asked me about the sun was, and again, we had touched on this before. It made me think, you know, the front yard area is probably better suited for a fall garden. But you know that mm-hmm. challenge, right? In my mind, it's like I have all kinds of shit growing, you know, by the time I should be planting fall things. And then well, I Well, is it because what? it's not as protected? Well, there are two things. There is the because the backyard garden, I could say the same thing for, but the front yard garden, I intentionally try not to put things like coverings and like things that are, you know, basically not so appealing because it's the front yard. Right. So right. my plants are my kale is healthy because I had it covered from when I planted it in September until now. And so we've passed the point of the cabbage moth and the cabbage moth gnawing on it. But I've seen in one of my smaller buckets that I had a kale plant on, it was, it's just, there are aphids all over it or what's left of the aphids. Right. Um, so the question becomes, am I willing to plant in September pull what's there, plant in September in the front yard to have a really flourishing fall garden. But based on some of the things I plant, I may also need to cover that. 
right? So there's, I mean, right. the wheels are, are turning, but this is that time of year though for me too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's, you know, actually there is a, there is a, I've seen enough of your backyard and there's a couple places that you could get more sun. Mm-hmm. You'd have to get kind of creative, mm-hmm. you know, Some like mirrors or something up, up against your shed. Mm-hmm. You get more sun there. You know, and I mean, when you're talking as minuscule light as you're getting mm-hmm. now, like mm-hmm. every little bit makes yeah. a difference. Yeah. That's how I look at yeah. it. Like I'll go in the greenhouse right now and the sun, like I'll cast a shadow mm-hmm. on it. And I'm like, I don't want to go out here too long right now because I'm literally robbing mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. of every single bit of yeah. sunlight they can get. Yeah. Now, once we get past December 21st, then, you know, you, you start to turn yeah. that corner. But we're, I mean, basically we're at the darkest time of mm-hmm. year right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, once we get to like, you know, January, basically to where we are, if we say a month from now, after we've turned that corner, then it's not that big a deal. But right now, like I am conscious of it. And I don't know if it's like me just being stupid and being like, you know, crush my plants and steal all the sun from them or or what, you know what I mean? But but it's kind of one because the sun doesn't get high. It stays real Mm -hmm. low. So hang with me here Mm -hmm. and the greenhouse in the front i have seedlings that are right in the front they're you know they're smaller kale they're not getting any sun because they haven't broken that barrier of the base of it yet so they're having a really hard time coming up Mm -hmm. now once they get up it'll be different they'll get more sun but like i go out there i'm like damn y'all ain't getting no sun and it's like the brightest part of the day Mm -hmm. you know yeah, so. there, I mean, there may need to be a, need to be an adjustment where they're indoors because those are starter plants. You started those inside, right? Or did you direct sow those seeds? No, I direct sowed them oh, out there. Okay, that's interesting. Because remember, the greenhouse is all just a test yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I was thinking that if you started them indoors, um, that you leave them inside a bit longer. But okay, we can we can tackle that another time. Um, yeah, I think though for the front yard garden and the idea of do I want to kind of add something there in the future? I also have to be very realistic. Like I've had a successful year in general. I've had a successful fall garden so far. Um, I've already mentioned that December, November and December has been so far mild for us. But the reality is you're spot on when it comes to turning that corner once we get towards the end of December and January, but guess what comes with that for us? The coldest Ice. of, yeah, the coldest of cold weather. Yeah. Right. You know, so it's like, you know, I'm, I'm pushing the edge, right. You know, but let's just be realistic. January for me will probably look very different than today looks, you know? So yeah. Yeah. Just collecting information and thinking thoughts. <laughs> that's all we can do, yeah, man. man. That's, that's what we're supposed to do right now. Right. Yeah. Did you not listen to the last podcast? The winter checklist. Check it out if you haven't been there because oh, we break shoot. that down. That's yeah, I should listen exactly to exactly what one. we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. yeah, you should. You sat in on it. <laughs> okay, when I listen though, I'll be sure to write a review. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, look, what are you? What are you? What are you doing for the holiday? What is your plan right now? My plan. Because so mm-hmm. we're gonna do like we did for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have like another little mini holiday episode, yeah. a short one. So I'm I'm curious to see how your plans change yeah, between yeah. now and then. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> oh, this is the setup, right? So um, my plan now is the week of Christmas. 
I am going to like get elbow deep in my holiday treats, packaging them up, making them those that need to be made. Um, Cause I really want to deliver those. I mean, I've like knocked on neighbor's doors on Christmas Eve, like happy holidays, you know, <laughs> enjoy. Yeah. So I want to get that done a little bit earlier in the week. So kind of coming into that weekend and the week of um, Christmas in this case. Uh, so I have some of that planned and I, depending on how that goes between now and then, like me finishing my list and figuring out what's going where, um, this could be like a big holiday dinner. Like I'm going to talk to my mom about pulling out that turkey that she has in her freezer. Remember she got from, you know, yeah. and so I'm, are y'all getting together for Christmas? It's probably going to be more of the same, more of the us exchanging gifts and meals, uh, still being isolated because I mean, my mom is a social butterfly. And so this has been hard on her and, you know, she's still obviously, um, in her apartment building, you know, talks to people, you know, interacts with people to a degree. And if there's a grocery store open, you're going to find me in it. Right. You know, so while we are generally being safe, it's the question of everyone says they're being safe. Right. Um, so like we'll spend time, like we'll travel to run errands. Um, like we'll be in my car or something, but, um, it probably will still be like solo dolo, but my plan will be to, um, in my mind right now, this is a perfect setup because this is what I'm saying this week. Um, defrost the turkey, cook that bad boy up. I'll probably do traditional like, um, you know, dressing. Um, I've already finished. I have one more slice of the sweet potato pie, so I'll have to make up some more pies. I might do a cake, haven't decided. Um, but what I'm really looking forward to is I think it's going to be the last harvest of my collard greens for like Christmas dinner, which would be kind of cool. Nice. You know, so, um, I may, did you set up your row cover yet? Uh, I, well, kind of, sort of not. So I did move the containers that I was growing the kale in. Um, and I moved those inside of a raised bed and I covered that with, you know, the row cover plastic. Right. And I did that because, Although kale is hardy and I can see it, you know, kind of uh, whimpering down and then like coming back to life, it's still kind of soft, if you know what I mean. Um, And so my hope is that it will get to a higher temperature inside of that covering where it's a lot easier to harvest. Like I've harvested some, once I bring it indoors, it gets a little bit more firm. Um, So that's my plan with that. The collards, I plan on, you know going bare. Like I'm going to take all of the leaves off. I'm going to pull the plants, which is related to some of what we talked about very briefly with, um, what's the white spot thingamajig, um, powdery mildew. Powdery mildew. Yeah. So I'm going to yank those plants after I pull this last harvest. So, um, do you, do you have a row cover blanket, like a fleece blanket or, um, I have something, something that is probably not big enough to cover the entire bed. Um, but that could act with it like for nights, but not Why don't you do this? Why don't you cover your collared bed and then inside of it, cover it again. So it's got two layers of protection. So that's like on those cold nights. Yeah. That's the plan for, so in my experience last year and this year for collards and, and kale over this kind of cold weather, uh, collards spring back a lot faster than the kale plants do. Um, so at this point, because I know I'm only going to keep, collards in the bed up until the last harvest 
I'm not so concerned. Like mm-hmm. it's going to get into the lower twenties at some point between now and the next 14 days. And my antici- I'm anticipating that it will warm up enough for me to harvest those leaves. So I'm not worried about protecting that, but that is a plan that I have for the kale bed where I do want to yeah. maintain that a little bit longer. Um, and my intention is it's, there's plastic over it now. Um, I'm thinking I will put like that kind of blanket over it once it gets into that 20 degree night as an example mm-hmm. you know don my winter boots and go out and remove it during the day because it's not an i mean it's it's real thick so it's not enough to get any sun whatever sun that's left through it during the day so that'd be a nighttime thing um but yeah yeah there was the yeah, idea I- of the powdery mildew as an update was you know um, live things or dying almost dead things that's where it can live and so I'm going to yank those plants once I get the last leaves off of it. Sorry about that. Yeah, we just got some collards the other day off ours mm-hmm. for dinner. Yeah. You know what else I got for dinner last night? I got an MF and parsnip, son. Yeah. Something you can't get around here. <laughs> I still don't understand I the why. Lo- I don't understand either. Yeah. But whatever it is, I can go ahead and tell you that I was eating like high class in North Carolina. <laughs> Because I was one of a kind, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, I was yeah. crushing it. Yeah, five star restaurants ain't got nothing on this. Uh, so you, you how did you guys prepare right. it? So <clears throat> we went. So I was cooking soup last uh, night, uh, and the yeah. soup was like parsnip. Basically, I put in all my soups, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I went. Out, I was like, shit. I was like, I don't want to go out there right now because it was all cold and mm-hmm, rainy. It was like mm-hmm. one of those misty nights, yeah. and it was like 38 degrees. And I was like, ugh. And I said. I said, David, he goes, daddy, yes, daddy. Because you know how he says my name twice. I said, I got to go out to the garden. He's like, I want to go. And I was like, you sure? He's like, oh, yeah, I want to go. Can I hold the flashlight? And I was like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> and I went out there and I grabbed, because um, I, then I was like, as I was walking out there, I was like, oh, shit, which one do I pull? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I haven't really even like, I haven't planned to pull any yet. Yeah, yeah. So I went out there and I was like, I'm going to pull this one. I pulled it out. And he goes, holy shit. And I was like, what? He was like, I mean, holy crap. <laughs> he was like, that's a big, giant white carrot. <laughs> and I was like, son, you're not supposed to say that, but it was good timing. Yeah, yeah, great yeah, delivery. Right? Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, it was a, uh, because it was a, you know, they're, if that's anything that's, you know, a precursor to what's mm-hmm, out there, I'm going to mm-hmm. be happy. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, so I have probably 17 parsnips left, which mm-hmm. isn't that much. But my goal was just to kind of see if I could do it. Mm-hmm, and yeah. um, I can do it. Yeah. But no, that being said, I have another 15 growing in the greenhouse and they just got their true leaves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So hopefully if we can keep it warm enough, maybe we'll get to harvest them while they're still getting a little bit of a light frost. Mm-hmm. So what I might end up doing is if I'm like, okay, they're getting ready, when it gets cold one night, I'll leave the door open mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that I make sure they get a frost yeah. and make them a little bit sweeter. But uh, man, it was big too. Yeah, I was like, damn, right? I mean, it was bigger than the ones you get at the grocery store. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, super cool, man. Because when carrot. I lived up north and um, yeah, <laughs> when I lived up in Massachusetts, you could get like a soup pack and it was like two carrots, one parsnip, an onion, mm-hmm, and a potato. Mm-hmm. Because they go a long way when they're sizable, you know. 
Yeah, well, mm-hmm. and those were little puny ones too, mm-hmm. you know, in all reality. So, and I pulled this one out, I was like, "You damn right." Yeah. So, but we were making a. Um, I'm going to give the recipe out on one day soon. It's a. Uh, it's supposed to be chicken noodle soup, mm-hmm. but it's a different spin on it. So, okay. and the parsnip just it makes it, man. It really <laughs> does. Like I wouldn't eat it without it. Oh, that's cool. Like if you open a can of soup like that, like if it, even if it was vegetarian but it didn't have parsnip in it, like I wouldn't eat it anymore. Oh, that's cool. I'm spoiled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and and I have a radish that's ready to be harvested in the greenhouse, so it is officially successful. Congratulations! One radish. So, and you thought this wasn't going to be a bill worthy episode. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I yeah, didn't. Yeah. So, but look, I got something for you for Christmas mm-hmm. and I want you to open it. All right. So I received this package and, um, well, I haven't ordered a lot of things as of late, um, your girl here had a birthday earlier this month. And so I was receiving packages from other people and you told me as I opened this that I should. One of them is a birthday present. One of them is a Christmas present. Okay. You told me that I should wait to open it. And so every box that I got, I was kind of like, well, this may be it. So I'm going to wait to open it. And so then I started inspecting things. I'm like, send me the tracking number. I need to identify this. So I figured out which was your package and which was a package from a couple of other friends. Um, so I'm glad that I waited and didn't open this one. All right, so. so blindly stick your hand in the bag. So I'm cheap and I did not pay for the wrapping. That's the only way I ever <laughs> stick my hand in bags blindly. All right. So I'm closing my eyes and I'm opening it. Which one is this? That's your birthday present. Oh, perfect timing. All righty. So the week by week vegetable gardeners handbook. Yep. You know, damn it. This is that moment where you hate people that know you, like know you well. <laughs> this this speaks to my spreadsheet, you know, I project know. manager, like week 48. Oh, this is so cool. Thanks so much. So look, look. And wait, for those that are watching it and look at like the, almost a diagram. Like, this is, gosh, who wrote this? Yeah. It, so Ron what it and does, Jennifer, and great I'm sh- job. <clears throat> It breaks down and it's like a, a running notebook for you to fill out in your garden. And it tells you week by week jobs this to do. So look, I have the same book and I didn't use so, it this year. Uh-huh. So I bought it for you and I said, you know what? I'm going to use it with Batavia yeah. this year. So I'm going to use it. And it's good for three. It's set up to, for you to work on it for three years. Oh, dude. Like yeah. the way that you get that letter. <laughs> The way that this speaks to, like, I see bullets. I think in yep. bullets. I I comprehend in lists, right? Like, I literally yep. have a spreadsheet right now that I was pulling up a little while ago that has week by week by week. So, this is so cool. Thank you. Happy birthday. You are more than welcome. All right. So, I'm going in again? Yeah, go ahead and go in again. It's not like we can turn the, turn the corner now. Yeah, yeah, right? You freaking asshole. <laughs> How did I not know that when someone wants you to do something and you don't do it, they force your hand by sending you a notebook? Oh, this is smooth, man. Did you did you know that it felt like this? Yeah. Yeah, this is like velvety. 
Yeah. And floral. I figured if there was a ch- if there was a slight chance that after a year of arguing about it <laughs> that you would actually do it, I'd have to get you a nice and one. And you know because I'm such a stand-up gal, like I can't accept this and then not use it. So you're freaking forcing my hand. I hate, but I love you for it. That's very thoughtful. Thank you. I'm going to add this to my review of this episode. <laughs> I'm going to give you the sweet and sour this presents. You get the sweet one, then you get the sour one. Oh, man, this is so cool. Do t- you see like the texture of it? Yeah, and the flowers? And pretty. Yeah. And it li- just in case I get confused and I want to call it something different. Literally has notebook on it. Like, what was I calling it? My um, my post-it notes. <laughs> like, yes. Oh, do you see? I'm putting it right here to the side where I have plants at as well. And, and that's where it'll be next year. I'm, and I no, fully no, expect I'm that. I'm so glad that I <laughs> waited to open it. Yeah. Oh, that's so. I told cool. you that it was a podcast uh, package to open. Yeah. These. This is one of the best birthday presents I've received so far this year. Not to be confused with the Christmas presents I haven't received yet. So you're the first for that. Thanks, dude. Yeah, well, you're more than welcome, Batavia. Yeah. I'm so glad that you uh, you haven't tried to kill me yet over the notebook. So. Oh, no. I mean, so this is the moment where I'll use it. And for sure, January, February. The question is, when we get to next year's episode in December, will I still be using it? That's the big dude, question. Dude, my notebook collects dust in the summertime. <laughs> Yeah, man. I don't even crack it, so yeah. All right, we'll see. So there you go. I appreciate it. I'll give it the good old gardener's try. Hey, you know what? You can use it for whatever you want. (laughs) I you don't have a fireplace, do you? I don't. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because I wouldn't have socks on if I had a fireplace. We'd have that thing rolling. That's the damn truth. Yeah, that that book is um, you know, I had it last year mm-hmm. and I cracked it open. And the way it's set up is it actually starts about now. And so I was like, well, I don't want to start it in the middle of the book. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I put it down, and then I bought yours, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do the same damn thing. I'm pretty sure this is on my wish list, to be quite frank. Well, you can take it off. Yeah, man, I'm gonna see because the the uh, picture of it, like the cover of it, looks familiar to me. So I'm sure I've yeah, come like across No, but you know what? That's You can get away with that for gardening. Oh, for sure. You can be the dorkiest dork when you garden and it's cool. Like yeah, you're in man. trend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Gosh. All right. So are we close to wrapping this up? I want to see what week that we're starting in. <laughs> oh, this, this, this so speaks to my garden. Soul and my yeah. garden heart. This is a good part. So it's kind of a pain in the ass to count back the week, so to fill it out Mm -hmm. or maybe i'm just not smart like that i don't know it doesn't work like i want but it definitely gives you a rundown of everything you're supposed to do Mm -hmm. and like sewing schedules and stuff like that so it's i recommend that book and i i posted about it last year Mm -hmm. on um instagram it fell to deaf ears at the time but it was uh you know i think it's a very useful tool well, so for the next 20 minutes, we shall begin on page 22 and I shall read. No, I'm joking. <laughs> that new part of the house, TV guy? Those, no, 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 it's not. What, it's not. what is that show that does that? They just read There's from, a show where the guy, huh? He just reads? Yeah, he's like, yeah, and he does. He says almost verbatim the exact same thing. So for the next five minutes, we're going to read from page three. And then you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know. It's an older show. Yeah. You could obviously include that in your review of the episode that you'd look forward to me reading. I mean, if, if that's your thing. That's the audience I'm yeah. talking to. 
so the first time I went to New Hampshire, um, when my wife was living up there, this is years ago. And you have to understand from North Carolina, you don't know about New Hampshire, Vermont, or Maine. Like those don't ever get spoken about. Everything stops at about Boston Tea Party. Uh, okay, okay. And that's okay. it. Like it just doesn't exist. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I went up there and um my wife was like, Let's go for a ride down to the beach. And I was like, Okay, sure, we'll go to the beach, mm-hmm, you know, because mm-hmm. I live at the beach. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have my own thinking and the beaches are on cliffs there. Mm-hmm. And we sat on a cliff and she was like, I have this book of poetry. I'm going to read to you. And I was like, uh, okay. Wait, and it were was you really guys, cool. Cause were you guys, you were dating then or were you married already? Yeah. Okay. We weren't dating before we got long before we got married. Okay. Like, so the day I met her, I knew I wanted to marry her. Oh. So it didn't. So I was like, yeah, go ahead. Read to me. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I got to get this ring mm-hmm. on your finger. But, uh, we sat there and she read to, and I, I thought it was really weird mm-hmm. at first. And then I was like, this is kind of cool, man. I'm sitting up here on a cliff at a beach mm-hmm. listening to this. And I was like, oh wait, it's freezing ass cold. I got to get out of here. <laughs> I've not seen it, but it sounds like that's, um, a scene from the movie, the notebook. I don't know. Yeah. yeah maybe so. Should be. You know, that, that movie was filmed here where I live. No, I didn't. Yeah. No. There's no reason for me to know yeah, that, but okay. Yeah, there's not. <laughs> that was a good no, that was a good movie, but I cried. Oh, that was I the may first and last movie just, ever watched by him. I may have to watch it just for that. That's a depressing night if you watch it. That's okay. movie sad as shit. Yeah, well, I'm all set on that. Oh. So, <laughs> all right. So, but um, yeah. So for me, for um, what we're doing for the holidays is we're actually doing the same thing we did for Thanksgiving more mm-hmm. than likely mm-hmm. because. <clears throat> My family had the bright idea at Thanksgiving to get together with 20 people. Oh. And two days after Thanksgiving, somebody tested positive oh, goodness, yeah. for COVID. Mm-hmm. And I was like, see, mm-hmm. I told you. Yeah. So we have like these rules set up. Then we're like, you have to go get tested. Then you have to quarantine after you get tested until you come to the house before we can be <laughs> together. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't think anybody's going to do that. So we're going to have a nice, quiet holiday. Yeah. To note, though, as a benefit, um, you know, because it's it's a senior building. I mentioned this before that my mom lives in and um, although she's a young, spry senior, uh, they're doing regular testing now. Um, so, you know, there is some comfort in knowing that. Um, yeah. So that's cool that they're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they had a case within the building. Uh, and so oh. since then, yeah, they've stepped things up. And you're talking about people that are of senior age, like 65 upwards to closer to a hundred. So they have a, it's a yeah. pretty large, um, uh, building, really nice amenities and all of that. Did stuff. you hear about that dude? That was like 104 and just got released from the hospital from having COVID. No, I didn't. My man, <laughs> pots and pans. He's going to make it. You know that what I mean? Awesome. Like that's a, yeah, that's a, that's a strong individual, man. Yeah. I, so. um, I did see a woman that was near that age. I can probably do the math. And she was like a baby with the 1918 flu. Um, and yeah. you know, here so she's she is. Yeah, I guess. Uh, 103 or yeah, four. something like that. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure I could be re- remembering the story wrong, but I'm pretty sure that it's like she survived, you know, influenza, the great, or I guess the bad influence of 1918. And also, you know, COVID, cause I'm pretty sure she had been diagnosed with it. So you, you know what? She survived. Mm-hmm. Think about this. She survived the, the flu, mm-hmm. the depression, World War One, World War Two, 
Vietnam, mm-hmm. all the wars we've had, 9-11, mm-hmm. all that stuff, COVID. But you know what she probably did have? What's that? I bet she had a victory garden. <laughs> I bet she did, too. You know, that's something... Um, before my grandfather passed away back in the spring and this is like and it COVID was just starting to take root like in the states like we were just trying to you know kind of get some information about what it was and I was asking him about it you know and it's something and he was 85 and so you know much younger even than the the gentleman and the woman we're talking about but you think about kind of the life they've led at that age like being alive during some eras you know you come away with a different perspective um and don't get me wrong you know he was in the house right you know so it wasn't like he was wilding out at some 300 person wedding or something like that um but like his outlook on it's all it was almost like this too shall pass right you know um so it's it's something yeah absolutely it will and but it's something to think about because it comes from a place of not disregard but Again, this woman as an example, how many like this could be the end of us moments has she lived through? Yeah. Yeah. I look forward to to in 60 years looking back and saying, you know, I had the best collard green season the year of COVID. I don't know. Maybe I'd be like, I had the best garden season of yeah, my life. Yeah, man. All it took was a, a worldwide pandemic Absolutely. and I was on it, boy. Yeah, man. Listen, I am sitting in my backyard because I can't go anywhere else, eating directly out of the garden. It's a beautiful thing. It is. It really is. Yeah. You know? And so I don't think, you know, <clears throat> over Thanksgiving, we were watching um, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, mm-hmm. which may I add is bullshit that you can't actually watch it if you don't have pay for cable. Like the fact that you get like, here's your Verizon camera. And it's like this one camera that's like fish. eye, (laughs) You're like, cool, you know, but the guy that was announcing it, um, he shouldn't have a job because the only thing he said over and over was 2020 has been a miserable year. 2020 has been a horrible year, blah, 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 blah. He just kept going on and Mm -hmm, on about it. mm -hmm. And I hear it all the time. Yeah. And I ask you to really think, has it been that bad? Mm. Think about the good things that have happened. Yes, people have died. I under and I'm very sympathetic to that I have I know about five people that have died from COVID mm-hmm. and people that have gotten infected. And I understand that people are sick. But there's a lot of things that have happened this year that is rather amazing. Mm-hmm. Families are closer. Mm-hmm. People are spending time outside. More people than ever started a garden mm-hmm. we've all learned how to wash our hands you know i mean it's just there's been a lot of good things yeah. that have come out of this and it is bad but i challenge everybody for the rest of the year don't get hung up on how bad 2020 is look at the positive yeah so um i mean from my perspective i have one that never wants to rush time right you know um and so I hear things like, I can't wait until this year is over. And I, I know that yeah. it's, I know it's from a, a place of like this, what this year represents. And it's like, we're going to turn the page like with a new year. And I get that. But in my mind, it's kind of like, you know, I want this 24 hours to last 24 hours. I don't want to push the fast forward button, you know, right. like I know that, you know, we want to look back on this year and not feel like we're still in the midst of it. But you and I know that, you know, January is going to be just like December, but that's not the, the point here. Um, for me, I, 
I think it's give yourself room to feel all of those things. So this has been a dark year for a lot of us for a lot of different reasons. Um, But to keep my sanity, I do have to really drill down on some of the good things. Right. You know, and they're they're plentiful. And it's just not even, oh, this is one of the greatest gifts, like waking up this morning. Right. You know, so that that is a great gift that we've been given. Um, But there's so many other things that have just been really good experiences, I think. Um, So I absolutely balance kind of the darkness when it comes to what this year has been with the good you know and it's not the first year that we have as general people felt pain right you know so no i mean it's it's natural it's a human condition to i think the majority of people start to hone in on the bad um i aspire to be the folks that can really really just it's all good like really um focus on that and then the bad stuff is an afterthought i aspire to be that type of person they exist um yeah so so yeah there's a guy that used to work at a uh, home depot that i would go to mm-hmm. when i lived in massachusetts and i hope to god he's listening to this and i'm sure he's not but um every time you would see me work there <clears throat> every time i'd see him which was sometimes four or five times a day i'd be going up there <laughs> yeah. you know because i'd be like oh i need this i uh-huh. need that oh, i forgot this i forgot that Hey, how's it going, man? Never had a bad day. Mm-hmm. That's how he always answered. Mm-hmm. Never had a bad day. Yeah. And you stop and think about it. And you're like, that son of a bitch is happy. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he doesn't let that creep into his mind. Mm-hmm. And he just lets it go. And it's amazing to think. And he always had a smile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Always in a good mood. And I know somebody that worked there that knew him personally. And I would talk to him about it. He's like, a guy's always happy. Mm-hmm. Always happy. Mm-hmm. He was like, you know, his wife fell and broke her hip and went to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Still happy. Yeah. He looked at the positive of everything. And now when I see people, now I do the same thing. Yeah. Never had a bad day. Yeah. And every time you say it, people are like, wow, I wish I could be you. I'm like, you can yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. You just got to look at the good side of everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we can't dwell on 2020's worst year ever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, come on, man. You're going to make it as bad as it's going to be. Because what happens in 2021? You're just going to have the worst two years, mm-hmm, the worst mm-hmm, three years. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. You know, so. so there's this episode of one of my favorite nighttime dramas. And um, there, you know, a lot of these shows. What drama is that? It's Grey's Anatomy. Um, oh. And a lot of these shows that have returned are like kind of current day pandemic. Right. Like they're mimicking that. You know, that show is loosely tied to now hospital because there's a whole lot more drama going on but anywho you say you have these doctors i think it's probably more like spring or summer is the timing for them Um, but anyway you know there's a lot of tragedy right obviously it's 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 a lens into what some people have experienced and there's one character and gosh he's so good looking as an aside but he um it's always the guy with the blue eyes i don't know he has blonde hair i think maybe blue eyes Oh, there's like one person that I know on there that's like, jaw. I don't really watch that show at all, actually, yeah. but I know there's like one guy that mixed something. No, no. All right, let's, oh, let's, let's anyways, not focus. Yeah, so anywho, um, <laughs> he is he is one of those characters where it's like, you're looking for the cracks, you know, like you're looking for the moment. Yeah. And that's, that's there's actually a problem with that when we're looking for that moment in that for that person. But anywho, uh, in one of the recent episodes, they talked about, and, and the woman that he is, his partner is dark. You know, she's been through a lot in her life and she feels all of the things when things go bad. 
And so he's smiley. And I mean, it's kind of hard to be angry at someone that looks that's that good looking. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm getting off track. Anywho, one of the comments that he made was... Don't obsess. Hmm, yeah, yeah. Don't obsess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and one of the comments that he made was, he, you know, he had, um, you know, childhood cancer. And he was like, you know, he said in the better part... And again, obviously, I know this is a you know, not a real person, but in the better part of a year, he couldn't, as a kid, like 11, couldn't get out of the bed. Couldn't drag himself out of the bed. And so long and short of it, he decides that the only way he can cope is to absolutely focus on the positive. And just like we talk about with gardening, I don't feel like everybody must have a garden. I don't feel like every person must be that, you know, Um, but it is something to pause and say he wasn't it wasn't he didn't come out of the womb like that. He made choices. And I'm sure that it wasn't the easiest when he was 12, when he was 13. But over the course of his life, you know, he's focused on that. And we know that there are people in the world like that. Now, the wonderful thing in the episode is she didn't want to change him. And ultimately, they landed on him not changing her either. You know, he's basically like, I can be there for you when you're dark, but don't make me be dark with you. You know what I'm saying? Right. So anywho, I mean, I think that I'm not here to, and I know you're not either here to say, this is how you should look at 2020. It's just an idea of, no. you know, I hope that, I hope that many of us can show up on January 1st and, and look back on 2020. And again, for me, that's the ultimate blessing. Well, look at it this way to tie it into the garden, you know, like this year I had, my tomatoes, which, by the way, I would have stopped getting tomatoes probably about a week ago mm-hmm. if I wouldn't have had that issue. Yeah. Um, I, my cucumbers didn't do very well, and I, for some reason, didn't get any eggplant. So mm-hmm. there's three crops that, you know, my tomatoes didn't fail, but they stopped very early, which was very sad. And I went out last night and I pulled that parsnip and I could care less about any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Could care less. Yeah. Yeah. Like cucumber what? what septoria who (laughs) you know i got my parsnip like i'm good yeah you know i mean i focus on that positive Mm -hmm. like i've been riding on high for the past 10 hours and i was sleeping eight of them so (laughs) (laughs) kelly shaking you like are you okay you were smiling all throughout your sleep like yeah man damn right i got a parsnip son oh that's that's wonderful and i know there's more out there Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that's the beautiful thing not to mention the turnip that might be harvested soon. Oh. Yeah. So it's it's funny talking about all this stuff like, you know, I did have those failures, but I tried so many new things mm-hmm. this year. So I definitely have a, a, a my parsnips are they're good to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I definitely have a turnip and possibly a rutabaga getting close. Yeah. So, you know, and I didn't sow those heavy because I didn't know. Sure. First of all, I don't know if I even like to eat some of these things a lot. Mm -hmm, You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So it's like, why should I grow 50 to 100 turnips when I don't even know if I'm really going to like them? Like, I know I Mm -hmm. like them, but I only know one real way to eat them. Sure. So let me see if I can get it to grow. And then next year, like I can go ahead and tell you next year we're going to have a ton of parsnips mm-hmm, growing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but then like, like, your girl, I got you. <laughs> holla. And then, um, kohlrabi mm-hmm. too. So I planted my kohlrabi seeds. I started seeds the other day, actually. They just started coming up mm-hmm. and, um, never even seen one in real life. Yeah. Never. And I've read they're delicious and they're easy to grow. I said, okay. 
So I started, you know, I just went in and kind of filled in some gaps in the mm-hmm. greenhouse with mm-hmm. some seeds and stuff like that. Cause, um, I've got some, like I said, I've got radish that needs to come out. And when, as I pull those, like, I'm probably not going to replant a radish. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to let those grow and we'll see, you know what I mean? And if they're good, great. Then in another month or so, when it's time to plant out, not a month, but another couple months, I can plant outside. I can fill up with those yeah. things. So, yeah. you know, I just test them out and. You know, but those are wins. Those are huge mm-hmm. wins for me because I'd never even considered growing that stuff before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I never even considered growing parsnips or carrots until this year because I can go get a bag of carrots yeah. for $3 yeah. and eat off of them for a month. But then I can grow them. And I, yes, the carrots will cost me more if I don't plant a lot. But the amount of joy that it has brought me this year to eat those carrots is amazing. Yeah. So, so speaking I have of... Lot, I have carrots to harvest that's a good segue to my garden gift of my very first carrot so yes i saw that i grew a carrot that has been like i mean since we're towards the end of the season it kind of feels like every win is like the biggest win but it's a huge win this is bigger than wait wait Mm -hmm. let's play a game okay Let's play a carrot game. Oh, okay. Okay. So I want I want to put everybody into the mind space of what happened with you that day. Okay. What made you decide to go pull that carrot first of all? So just answer the questions as we go. Sure. Um, because I wanted to work up the bed and I felt like it was time. And so when you wrapped your hand around that carrot, what were you thinking the moment you put your hands around that carrot? It's, just when you put your hands on it, what were you? What was your thinking, your feeling? What was going on? It's actually a carrot under here. Was my thought. Like, I've <laughs> I've had carrot tops before in my garden, but not anything under the yeah. soil. <laughs> so you knew. So you knew as soon as you grabbed it, there was going to be a carrot. Yeah. Well, as soon as I put my hands in the soil, I knew that there was carrot girth. Sorry, I oh. couldn't I couldn't help myself. No, no, that's what happened to me last night though, because mm-hmm. I didn't know. Yeah. And as soon as I stuck my finger and I was like, there's girth. Uh-huh. uh-huh. You know, you know you got yeah. something. So when yeah. you pulled it up, what was the thought in your head as soon as you pulled it up and saw it? I wonder how I'm gonna prepare this carrot, quite literally. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> Like I was going through in my mind, like recipes that we've shared, recipes that I've heard. Like <laughs> it's going to be One a carrot. whole production, man. Yeah, I mean it's huge. I so I think the thing that we miss at the, the top of this is this is the third or fourth year that I've sowed carrot seeds in the garden that I've tried to grow carrots. And one year, maybe I got some carrot tops, but they didn't last long. So I've been like, I've been watching this carrot top because it surprised me. I planted it. I actually found a sticker in June, I think. Um, And I sowed seeds and nothing came up, nothing came up, nothing came up. And I said, ah, here's another year. And so I kept moving around in the garden. And then at some point, I think probably when we were closer to the frost, I'm like, holy shit. That's, is that, you know, you know, it's like kind of a lush carrot top. And I'm like, I bet there's something under there. And so at that point, I was just like, I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it. I put a whole like, you know, uh, tomato cage. Like I was like rigging things up to make sure that the cats and the squirrels didn't get to it. And I was just like, I'm going to wait. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. And so we've had frost already. I'm like, and this baby's going to be sweet. Like that was the positive energy that I was feeding into that soil. So yeah, I, um, 
yeah it's 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 a really, really happy moment because it's just been a challenge. And it's one of those things where the same way I could buy a bag of carrots. I did when I was canning some stuff. I was like, what are you going to do? Right. Um, but to be able to kind of jump that what has been like, you know, this barrier for me, it's, it's still there's still. Do you want me to help you with your garden. carrots? Um, absolutely. But I need to ride okay. out the high of this first. Okay. Yeah. So when do you want me to help you? Because I was going to tell you what was going on, but I can wait. Oh, you, I mean, for the audience sake, sure. I'm not interested okay. in, in um, learning at this point because I still haven't eaten the carrot because I'm still working on the recipe. Um, Leonard will give you the time, time okay. stamp All so right. you can go back. So the lush green mm-hmm. tops and no carrot, that's because they're growing in the heat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they stop producing the root and they make lush green tops. So, and then them not coming up is either a temperature issue or a water consistency Mm -hmm. issue because carrots take a long time and they don't germinate over 85 degrees. I can confirm that. Yeah. So the way that I, and I'm not the only person that does this, I've seen it everywhere, is I I pre-water, I sow, and then I take a board and I put over it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then because that protects the rain and any kind of other watering and stuff and keeps them moist. Mm-hmm. And then like if you go after like a week, just check it and maybe sprinkle some water on it, mm-hmm. mist it maybe. You don't want to really disturb them until they start to come up. Then you take the board off and then that gives you a jump start on them. So you got to protect okay. them. You got to keep them well watered, but you can't sow them deep. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. I um, so. I had already planned what before I saw the carrot. I had planned to say, oh, the spring, because, you know, everything that didn't do well this year, I'm dumping into the spring. Like, the spring garden, I'm going to have all of the carrots. Um, so, I definitely Dude, plan you should. on... you You would have the most amazing spring garden there ever. Yeah. So, I do plan on, I have on my weekly list, when to sow carrots outside. So, those are good tips. It'll be cooler. I definitely thought some of my issues have been... Did you already make that been, list? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. You could trash that list because that book's going to help you with that. Oh, well, there it is. You know. Yeah. That's the cool thing about that book. It tells you when to sew yeah, stuff. Yeah. You know, I love, to, sweet, you know so. I love to be told what to do. Dude, <laughs> I get, yeah, no shit. I messed up. I, you know, it's funny. Like, I know when to sew stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just ingrained. Like, I know, okay, I need to do it now. I need to do this, this, that, and the other. But then I'm like, wait, I got this book. Like, I'm excited that I don't have to use my brain, brain power, power yep. anymore yeah well again remember for me they're um opening up beyond summer gardening for me right has expanded the types of things that i'm growing which yes. means that you know i'm on a whole different calendar you know so i know how late i can put in a tomato plant and still get tomatoes right i know yeah. like what happens when i try to plant lettuce in july like i know that it's gonna bomb right you know so i know those things but um but yeah so i'm excited about it um my lettuce isn't gonna bomb this year when it gets hot because batavia sent me a pack of heat tolerant lettuce seeds which i've never grown and it's butter king or whatever (laughs) lettuce so yeah i actually which i've never really consumed as much so i am mega excited to do that's gonna do you guys so i know you guys eat a lot of salad and um, i know the temperatures get hot and stay hot for a long time i actually and i don't have the packaging name we'll talk about in a future episode i have some killer cold tolerant lettuce too i still i didn't mention it earlier when we were talking about my greens i still have lettuce 
that is like just a trooper through these temperatures. And I'm again, we've gotten temps well into the 20 degrees at night. Um, so like I need to look up that name and buy all the seeds. I know, I know. Don't buy all of the seeds. They don't last forever. But uh, it's done so well. Just raise them. Just let some bolt. Get some seeds. Yeah, we could talk about that later. I'm, yeah, we will be talking about that I'm later. Hungry. But for right now, yeah, we need to talk about the recipe of the day. This episode is proudly brought to you by San Diego Seed Company, a company that is dedicated to providing organic heirloom varieties of seeds for your small urban farm. That's right. You heard me. You are a small urban farmer. You provide food for your family and share with your neighbors, and they are dedicated to providing you with the best seeds for a bountiful harvest. Check them out at sandiegoseedcompany.com or on social media at, you guessed it, San Diego Seed Company. Okay, you asked to be paid in tacos, and that's what I intend to pay you in today. Not only am I going to pay you in tacos, I'm going to pay you in potato tacos. I promise I'd bring the heat, and I brought it. This is my third present. I have. It is. It really is. I have leftover pizza and a salad lettuce and tomatoes still for my garden uh, and onions, um, which I haven't talked about at all. But anywho, gosh, don't change this game. Don't change the game. Okay. All right. And so as a matter of fact, everything that is used in this recipe that is vegetable wise, it is very doable to grow yourself. I love it. And as a matter of fact, you may have grown it this year. Okay. okay. So. All right. I'm going to be straight up. I got this recipe from a magazine at a grocery store that I got years ago. Okay. And it's all about Mexico. Mm-hmm. And this recipe comes from Western Mexico. And I'm going to read you about Western Mexico real quick, what the cuisine is known for. Mm-hmm. So it is known for busy markets and expect to see chilies, tomatillos, tomatillas, coconuts, and bananas with butchered goat meat and fresh frog legs and it all is typical of the mountainous areas and the lakes of Mexico. Wait, I'm growing frogs? Recipe- I'm confused. What? No, that's just the <laughs> yeah, yeah. description the of this. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. <laughs> so it's called uh, Papas Picosas, okay? Okay. And it's literally, it's considered a side dish mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but because we are pescatarian, mm-hmm. We eat, you know, there's many, 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 many meals that we eat that are just vegetables. Mm-hmm. And this is a very hearty one that you can have. So what you're going to need is you're going to need a, about a quarter cup of uh, vegetable oil. Mm-hmm. And I'll, there's an asterisk by that. And this is an adjustment that I make because I take, always take a recipe and I adjust it to fit my mm-hmm. needs. Uh, you're going to need six large yellow potatoes peeled if you want. I don't peel mine mm-hmm. and cut into one inch cubes. One cup of chopped onion, two, three cloves of garlic. I add six. Um, th- two cups of broth. Mm-hmm. They say use chicken broth. I use vegetable broth. Mm-hmm. Four jalapenos. Up to you on the amount of heat mm-hmm. you want. And you want to have about a quarter teaspoon of salt. Corn tortillas. Mm-hmm. In my world, there's no such thing as a flour tortilla. I hate them. Hate them. And sour cream and then sliced green onions to fit your needs. So all of those you can grow. And all of those, a lot of people probably are. 
Um, so you're going to heat the oil and you're going to add the potatoes. What is this? Oh, wait, there it is. The heart. I'm yeah, sorry. There you go. <laughs> you're giving me double zeros. I'm like, what am I, did I screw up That's already? That's me hearting this recipe. It, I, tick, tick off the things like I have it in my pantry or my kitchen. Or, yeah, go, 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 go. Yeah. I'm so hungry. So you add the potatoes to the warm oil and you cook them for about 10 minutes, just turning them occasionally. You want to brown them pretty good. And then at the end, you're going to add the onion and garlic. Okay. For about the last five minutes, because you got to get these potatoes tender. Yeah. You do not want them crunchy. Mm-hmm. You want them basically falling apart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is where we kind of change it. Yeah. Where we will actually steam the potatoes at first. And then we will add the vegetables in so they get soft. And then we'll add some oil in to crisp them. Mm-hmm. So we're cutting mm-hmm. the oil down drastically, sure. which eliminates a lot of the fat content into the dish. Um, and then you want to heat the broth until it's warm and then transfer the broth to a blender and add the chili peppers and salt. And then you're just going to blend it until it's smooth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Then you take the broth mixture and add it to the potatoes in the same skillet and reduce the heat to medium and simmer uncovered for about 15 minutes until the potatoes are tender and the liquid is reduced to almost nothing. Mm -hmm. So think about it when you're cooking it. Do you want the liquid to drip out of your taco? Never. Never. You don't. So you want to cook it down, which means leave the top off of it and cook it down, you know, and then as you simmer it. And you want it to be like a thick gravy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay? Because then at this point, you don't even have to have the tortillas if you don't want. Yeah, yeah. You can just eat the potatoes straight out. And then you just put them on um, corn tortillas, which I take and I heat them up in my pan, mm-hmm. you know, because it changes the flavor of them and it's, it thickens them up. And then you serve them with the potatoes, um, sour cream, and the green onions. Oh, that sounds wonderful. And that's it. Simple it's, eating, dude, man. Yeah, and I, you could even, without the tortilla, as in a taco, you could load these up onto some tortilla chips and make it as a kind of you nacho can. dish, right? Yeah. Well, I'd add some cheese on no. top of it, no? No, this this region of Mexico is not known for cheese. Okay. Yeah, so that's one thing I've learned from this because this book is like, you know, it's like over 100 pages of Mexican um, dishes and as you go through you read there's actually like you know in america we think of mexico like a mexican restaurant like mm-hmm. covered in cheese mm-hmm. and tomato sauces and stuff like that and it's in fact a lot of the recipes are not like that at all a lot of them don't have cheese like when i went to mexico a couple of years ago we would order tacos i didn't get cheese on any taco mm-hmm. not a mm-hmm. single one they didn't come with it yeah so oh and i also add cilantro to it i'm sorry yeah i going off on a tangent so i would not add cheese to it it does not taste good with cheese okay all right well there you have yeah, it. yeah hate to break it to you well no you know keep it keep it straight mm-hmm. up but that's um we cook that one fairly regularly and there's a good chance on season two of the backyard kitchen we are going to be cooking this dish very nice with some variations added to it well I'll, i would have but obviously not cheese <laughs> I would have already have tried it on my end, so I look forward to it. So yeah, potato tacos, magnifique. Yeah, I don't man. know how to say anything else. I don't even know if that's a real language, that's but fine. 
I understand you know. it. My stomach understands Did it. Did I step yeah. up my recipe game today, too? Well, you listen now. You know you had me at potatoes. You knew coming into this, right? So, I mean... You asked to be paid in tacos. Listen, I, I just need you to stop with this whole, did I hit it? I mean, we're in December, and you're just giving me this recipe, the one that you guys have been, you know, making for all the live long days. I'm just try- I'm no, not, I'm you trying know, not to highlight the selfishness that I'm detecting. That's what I'm no, trying to No, no. This is... This is seasonal eating. Mm, mm-hmm. That's what that is. Yeah. Remember, I told you how we eat, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is seasonal eating. So we don't eat a lot of potatoes and stuff in the summertime. We eat them as they're supposed to be harvested within reason. Mm-hmm. So like, <clears throat> you know, and I've said it before, we don't buy vegetables from Chile or South Africa. Mm-hmm. They all have to come from our continent. Mm-hmm. So this is the time of year where you would be eating it. That's why we do that. Mm-hmm. So... so it's difficult. Logic is what you're applying to my desire to consume tacos. Okay. I mean, if that's yeah. your choice. Well, I mean, we should be consuming tacos daily, personally. Yeah. I've always loved tacos. And to be honest, I'll tell you a quick story. You know how I got into eating vegetables? Uh, it was Taco Bell. Uh, wait, the lettuce and tomatoes? Yep. So when I was a kid, we would go, you know, because <clears throat> back in the day, <laughs> you know, you had like, McDonald's, Burger King, mm-hmm. like you just had like your standard fast food restaurant. So we would go to Taco Bell because it was different. And I'd always get a taco with meat and cheese. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, one day they messed up and they gave me a Supreme taco with everything on it. And I was like, there ain't no way I can pull all this stuff off. Yeah, so I just yeah. ate it. And I was like, oh, shit, this ain't bad. <laughs> like, I got this. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. And that's how I got into eating vegetables when I was younger. Funny. So, yeah. Yeah. Tacos did it for me, man. I always loved them. The gift that continues Don't to give. Don't like burritos, though. Oh, man. Anything that's wrapped in the shell, I'm for. Anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like finger foods. Yeah. I can dig, you know, I can dig a burrito every day, twice on there Sundays. There was a guy that I worked with on a boat, and um, we would, you know, we'd been out to sea for, I think at that time we were out for 20 days, and we came back to port, and we were in land. And we were talking about going out and getting tacos. And man, I love this the way that he said this. He was like, I don't really want to go out to a restaurant because when I eat, I'm sloppy and I just don't even care about it. So I'm just going to sit on the boat and eat and I'll, I'll catch up with you guys. And I was like, much respect, yeah, my yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, much respect. Yeah. Like you're keeping it real. Yeah, yeah, you know what's up. Yeah. <laughs> so, Well, good recipe. Thank you. Thank you for sharing Thank your you. seasonal taco recipe. Hmm. <laughs> so um and green onions do you grow gr- green onions i've grown them a couple of years but i didn't grow them this year and you know i've had them be perennial for me too yeah you know that that's the only vegetable that we grow from the grocery store where we clip it and plant oh, it oh really okay yeah that's the only way we grow them mm-hmm. i've grown them from seed before mm-hmm. and um or maybe it was like i got transplants mm-hmm. or something <clears throat> They got to be five feet tall and two inches in diameter. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what you do with that. Like, I was like, I don't know. They, like, I've were never they had green a onions scallion. or leeks, you know, at that stage. They were green onions, mm-hmm. but I was like, I don't know what this is. Like, I couldn't give them away. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, what the hell is this? I'm like, I don't know what this is. This like, I was like, they're doing crazy. I got a lot yeah, of them. Yeah. But so, yeah, that's one thing that we have always grown. We just cut them and. You know, we get them from the grocery mm-hmm. store. You know, the videos that you yeah, see yeah. that do all that stuff. Yeah, garden hacks. That's the only yeah. one that, one, that works the way it should. Mm-hmm. And two, that it's just, it makes sense yeah, to do easy it. Too. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. 89 cents for a crop of 
just cut and come again. Mm-hmm. Green onions, please. Love it. So, anyways, that's what we got. We got a banging ass recipe. Mm-hmm. We got Batavia's happy. She got her a book that she is going to dig into. Yeah, man. Is there anything that we need to tell the good people today? Anything coming up? Oh, duh. Seed giveaway February 1st is a drawing. Same rules as before. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a um, geared towards a spring garden. So head over to the backyardgardenstv.com and enter your email address and we will pick you at random. We have just gotten our last winner her seeds. Uh, they should be there any day now. And please sign up and we will send you a newsletter. We've got our winter newsletter coming out mm-hmm. next week. Two weeks. Is that right? I can't remember. Yeah. First day of winter. Mm-hmm. So we're about a week and a half Which from is, that. Oh, dear goodness. I can't believe you brought that up. December the 21st. Yeah. December the 21st, which happens to be the shortest day of the year. It is. So we will get that out to you guys. And that's our, that's our big thing. And leave us a review, please. A comment. Let us know what's up. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want, tell everybody that Darth Vader rules and he's not jolly. That's what my shirt says, you know, (laughs) if nothing else. So, and, um, keep it real, man. Yeah, man. And we'll, we'll talk to you guys in a week. Same bad time, same Tell bad channel. Something. Tell them something. Listen. Tell them something good. Tell them anything. Listen, if you Final are statement. like me and you have transitioned to socks, don't be disappointed in yourself or your life. We will see warmer days. So that's my <laughs> message. <laughs> the air you breathe is not sour. Just be happy. See ya. Thanks for listening and hanging out with us today. If you want to continue the conversation or just see what we've been up to, feel free to follow us on Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. And we'd love to see your gardens and what you've been up to. So tag your photos with hashtag BYG podcast and we'll share them and help you out with whatever kind of issues you have. We just we love seeing what you guys are doing. And if you want to see some videos that we were producing, uh, you can follow us on YouTube at Backyard Gardens TV. And we'll be posting clips and podcasts and recipes and vlogs and greenhouse stuff and all that good stuff. Everything to keep your garden soul happy. So head on over to our social media pages and give us a like, a follow, and a subscribe. And until next time, learn to grow, grow for change. And we're going to call this one a wrap. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. 